Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, friends, and welcome. I'm glad you're here today, and thanks for listening. We are talking all about restriction today when it comes to dieting, eating, and how over-restriction will always fail when it comes to weight loss and other health issues that go along with restriction. And I'm going to talk about ways you can make sure to stay away from the dieting trap that leads to regaining the weight you've lost or the inability to drop weight, um, the psychological issues, the other issues, uh, physical issues that can happen like thyroid issues, hormone dysregulation, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you some practical strategies to make sure that you are creating a sustainable way to lose weight and to stay at that weight, or if you're currently wanting to stay at your weight, a sustainable way, way to stay there where you feel your best and healthy. So let's talk about a little bit about restriction and exactly what it is. And we need to kind of start by talking about the the concept, the idea that we all have some sort of relationship with food, right? So typically we would define our relationship with food as either healthy or maybe not so healthy. And this relationship for those of us with a not so healthy relationship with food it's very complicated for many of us, um, for most people, in fact. I mean, not all, but many, many, many in this day and age. And food is not anymore just what sustains us physically. Food nowadays in our environment and culture is also very psychological. And obviously, being a mental health therapist, this is right up my alley. And so we can use food for comfort, for control, to change our state of feeling, to change the sensations in our bodies, to distract. We can use it to connect socially with others, to commune. So and so those are not all negative things, right? Some are, but some aren't. So many as, there are many, many aspects to our relationship with food. And so how do we create this very healthy, long-term relationship with food, with, with the foods we enjoy, with the foods that we might crave, that were maybe part of our upbringing, that are nourishing for our bodies and minds. So balance becomes really important here. And we're going to talk more about that and how to really figure out if you are in that restriction type space, which is always going to self-sabotage you and your goals, your relationship, your your um, healthy relationship with your body, with yourself. And then, you know, how can we move through that? How can we process through that? How can we start to change that? I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot 
from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. If you are someone who in the past or currently has really restricted in order to try to drop weight. And I'm not talking about the guidelines that we set in place when we are trying to uh, lose weight or you know, kind of gain a healthy relationship with food. Um, you know, we if we're trying to lose weight, we do need some guidelines around food. You know, I'm talking here about overly restricting to get down to a specific weight. And you know how once you're there, it it becomes incredibly difficult to stay there. And almost everyone who has overly restricted um, to lose that weight gains that weight back plus some more and and has to try to lose it all over again. It's kind of that whole thing we always talk about if you've yo-yo dieted, right? Um, The problem is, is that over time of doing that, losing, gaining, losing, gaining, uh, our metabolism is working differently, typically slower. And so now you get to this place where you have to continue to eat even less and less in order to lose any weight at all. And the cycle just sort of continues. It's, it's really no win. So here's how, um, I've just got a list of things. Here's how to know if you are overly restricting. So, so pay attention if any of these hit home, it's a clue that you are overly restricting and something really needs to change or you're not going to be able to keep the sustainable weight loss going. You're not going to be able to sustain it at maintenance. So first one, if you are feeling fear around trusting yourself around certain foods or food groups. So it's kind of like, um, you know, I I can't have a carb because if I have a carb, I'm going to overeat it. Or I can never have chocolate because if I eat chocolate, you know, it's just... I just go crazy. It's all down there, hill from there. So really sensing that fear around certain foods, not being able to trust yourself around certain foods. Um, Second one would be refusing to eat certain foods. And unless, of course, if you have an allergy or an intolerance, right? But besides that, refusing to eat things you would actually like to eat, but just won't. Uh, Next one, labeling food as good or bad. This is huge. If you notice when you describe food, you're describing it as good or bad, this is a clue that you might be overly restricting. And I would really suggest if you think this is you, go to episode 55. Um, It's called Dichotomous Thinking, Overeating, Binging, and Psychological Flexibility to learn more about this kind of thinking, this black and white thinking, also called dichotomous thinking, and how to change it. Because if you are caught in the habit thinking pattern of black and white thinking, you will always self-sabotage eventually. Okay, other one would be social withdrawal. If you wanna bow out of social engagements because you don't wanna be at events where food is present because the availability of food at these events spark a lot of anxiety or fear and feelings of being out of control or you don't wanna eat in front of others, that would be another sign that you're overly restricting. Um, 
Another one, if you're fasting or you're going low carb or keto or super low calorie, you know, following the newest fad diet and you are feeling hungrier and hungrier or start to experience the things that I just listed above, you're probably restricting too much. Another one, if you find yourself dieting and then get to a place where you give in and you way overeat, it's kind of this uncomfortable level. Um, You may even... Um, start to binge, uh, this would be a clue, a big one, (laughs) that you are over-restricting. And just a side note, binge eating disorder, there's an actual DSM-5 criteria for that. So, you know, um, there's just specifics that kind of go on that, that differentiate between overeating and binge eating. Both of them are signs that you're restricting too much. If you are experienced experiencing true binge eating disorder, I just want to throw in definitely um, make an appointment with your doctor or mental health professional for some help with that because that that becomes a cycle that gets pretty difficult to break um, without some intervention there. Um, Other signs you may be overly restricting your food intake are um, feeling tired all the time. Your gym performance or athletic performance is suffering. You're crabby. You have no patience. You have a really low mood or you have mood swings. Uh, There is um, an interesting study. I've talked about it before, but um, just to hit home, there's one study called the Milkshake Study, and this was by Herman et al., and that was back in 1975, but it's been repeated over and over and over again. And the subjects were randomized to consume zero, one, or two milkshakes, and this was after they had consumed a meal. So they were all going to consume a meal, then some of them were going to have no milkshakes, some of them were going to have one, some of them were going to have two milkshakes about two hours afterwards. And then after that, they were given access to as much ice cream as they wanted. Now, before the study started, they were also given questionnaires to determine who held more restrictive thoughts and behaviors around food. Who was more restrictive in general around their diets? Okay, so they all ate a meal. And then a couple hours later, um, they either had no milkshake Another group had one milkshake and another group had two milkshakes. And then they were given more ice cream to eat as much as they wanted. It was given ad lib. So the group who was identified from the beginning, the people who are identified as being more restrictive in their dieting behaviors and thoughts consumed almost twice the amount of ice cream after having the two milkshakes compared to the group who had the meal and zero milkshakes. So those who practiced more restrictive tendencies with food and within their thoughts about food, within their diet, ate way more ice cream after the meal and two milkshakes. So those who had restricted their diets, the restrictive behavior drove them to overindulge and binge on the food they had been restricting or omitting out of their long-term dieting eating plan. So the, the thinking pattern is something like this. And sorry, now my cat is playing, of course. <laughs> forgive, forgive the background noise. Um, the thinking pattern goes something like this. I already slipped up a little. I ate the thing I promised myself I wouldn't eat or said I wouldn't eat or I was restricting. I ate the thing off my plan. So I already messed up, so I might as well eat more and more. I've heard clients tell me, and of course this was me, struggled with this pattern for so long, um, that our brain thinks things like, I might as well get it out of my system. Or, well, the day is wrecked, so I might as well eat what I want. I'll just start again tomorrow. 
These are the thoughts that come from overly restricting. So then most of us will overeat even more, like in the study I told you about. And many will binge at this point or really, really overeat at this point. And then I'm sure many of you get this, the feelings start up after the binge or after the overeating of, of shame, of guilt. And so now to appease that feeling, to get rid of those feelings, the shame and guilt, you know, we try to make up for it and, and we start to restrict again and get back to losing weight. So then <laughs> they are overly restrictive again to make up for it. Oh my goodness. Sorry. And you know, by now what happens, you know, we're in that cycle again, restrict, overeat, restrict, binge, restrict, overeat, restrict, overeat. And for many of us, the cycle repeats for years. And if you have been part of this cycle, which I know many of you listening have, you understand it is literally exhausting, physically, emotionally, mentally. This cycle due to restriction as well as overly restriction, restricting itself, the consequences are profound and they really include physical consequences as well. I mean, really major thyroid issues come from over-restriction. That's my own personal journey um, that I continue to be on. A lot of hormone imbalance can happen, chronic fatigue, hair loss, muscle loss. There's just so many more even physical issues that come up from over-restriction of food. There can also be big social and relationship consequences as well. Um, because a lot of times, you know, our social interaction, we do a lot of communing over food. And so if there's over restriction, we often will avoid those interactions. So it can really create some relationship consequences. Um, and there are also obviously emotional and mental big, big consequences of over restriction or even thinking, um, thoughts of restriction. And so these, these come down to things like moodiness, depressive symptoms are heightened, anxiety symptoms are heightened. Um, there's a low tolerance for anything, right? So, so like no patience. Overly restricting really creates really big life consequences. I do, again, just one little caveat add in here that anorexia, which is diagnose, a diagnosable disorder, is of course one of the deadliest mental health disorders and you know is is um you know this whole other extreme on the continuum continuum of restriction and so you know if anyone is listening and and you think that um this is you like you're way on that really scary side of restriction um please call your doctor or medical professional and get some help for this it's a really slippery slope to go down and you do really need help from professionals to get out of that that behavior okay so back to not the clinical disorders but more to being just simply that overly restrictive dieter. How do we solve for this? And how do we make sure that that if we're using guidelines with food to lose weight or for health purposes, how to make sure we're not overly restricting? Um, Or if you're already in that restrict to overeat binge, then restrict overeat binge cycle, how to start to break free of it. So the really big first step is planning. And, you know, I work with um, my clients dealing with this all the time. We, we work on strategies and methods and ways of how to shift our thinking and thoughts in order to implement these behaviors. The things that we really need to do um, in order to allow the food, the foods that we love, the foods we enjoy into their diet or weight loss plan 
um, into their way of eating lifestyle. And this really means making a plan that includes your favorite foods into your eating plan. If, if I have a client trying to lose weight with me and in the assessment I use for potential clients, they tell me they adore chocolate, the chocolate goes on their plan on purpose. Now, they are trying to lose weight. So do I, you know, am I telling them eat all the chocolate you want? Absolutely not. We, we all know we cannot lose weight if we are eating all the chocolate, ice cream, chips, cookies. But it does mean it's included a few days a week or maybe in a limited amount every single day. And now you may say, oh my gosh, if I do that, I'll just go overboard. And I, I understand that. And we have methods and strategies and ways that we work through that. We work on creating a relationship with chocolate to where it can be enjoyed without overeating it. Now, for some of us, and I sometimes fall into this place um, with chocolate, That's and I'm using that example because that's the one for me. It seems to be one for a lot of people. But um, you know, do I include chocolate in my diet every day? No, because there are still certain times in my life when I do that. It's especially when there are high stress times in my life, um, things like that, just different seasons in my life where um, it will trigger me and, and it, it will make me want to consume it over and over. And all I'm doing is thinking about it. So I don't have chocolate in my diet every single day, in my way of eating every single day, but it is allowed. My way of thinking around chocolate is that if I really, really want it, I can have it. I can go get it. I can go to the store. I can have it if I want it. And just shifting my thoughts around it makes it less stressful, right? Feel less restrictive. So so it's the idea here that you may have a food, this is real, that triggers you to overeat. So we're not just going to make you have that every day. There are steps and strategies to slowly work into that space of how do we not feel fear around a certain food? Or that if we do have it, like if I go out to dinner and I do have some chocolate, how it doesn't turn into then overeating later that night or the next day or days of overeating because I ate the chocolate and now that's all I want. So there are strategies and ways um, to deal with that. One of the strategies, though, would also be that we start to plan this chocolate in eventually after doing some thought work around it. And what happens is when that chocolate is planned in every day, clients will eventually find they don't want it as often or if at all. And I I have had that happen personally in different seasons. You know, it, it also the the um, the cravings for certain things, the desires for processed food, you know, all of that. Once we start increasing their quality of foods and they start kind of lessening some of that processed food, some of those things, doing, doing those things really does change our cravings and taste buds and, and what we desire in food. But my point is, including the thing in your eventual way of eating is really important. You're going to end up eating less of it than you would if you were completely restricting it. And also to the point I mentioned before, how you're thinking about it. So, so think of how this works. Another example, you restrict cookies. You say, I can't have the cookies I love um, if I want to lose weight. <clears throat> but eventually you give in. It's a hard day. Um, you've been restricting too much. So simply you are just really, really hungry and your brain urges, you know, throws up the urges so strong, like we're starving, you need to eat all the cookies. And uh, this, this one overeat, this one sort of binge is almost always going to be more 
in amount and energy, so in calories, that then if you had decided to be more open and curious and relaxed around this food and set up some more relaxed guidelines around this cookie. So things like this week, I'm going to practice a guideline of eating one cookie every day instead of 15 on the weekend. Okay, so right there, think about that. You practice having one cookie every day instead of 15 on a weekend. Again, practice. This is practice, right? But if you do that one cookie every day, instead of the binge of 15 on the weekend, you're going to have seven cookies in that week versus 15. Okay, right there, we've saved a bunch of energy, okay? Or okay, or, or this week, I'm going to practice eating three cookies only on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, instead of the whole sleeve of Oreos I typically eat every Friday night. So you can see from these examples, within one week's time, you've eaten less in energy of cookies by still having the three cookies three days a week versus the overeat of a whole sleeve sleeve of cookies once a week because you're like white knuckling through the week trying not to eat the cookies. My point is planning these foods into your eating plan with responsible guidelines around them will actually bring you quicker weight loss and weight loss that lasts over time because you are creating a lifestyle around food. You are creating a lifestyle around food over time that is not restrictive so that you can maintain enjoying your way of eating and being in the body you want to be in. You really need to make sure that you are also eating enough throughout the day and making sure you are not having those behavioral or thought patterns of restriction. Remember again, even thoughts around food that are restrictive lead to overeating. Um, And just for more on how to unwind thoughts of restriction around food so you can lose weight quicker and stay there for life or you know, you're on the other side of the coin here. Um, you know, you're, you should not be losing any more weight, but you find yourself with lots of restriction thoughts around food and you're miserable with food in that relationship and want to find a healthier, more peaceful relationship with food. Go back and look through other episode, episode titles in this podcast that align with you. I have tons of episodes with really practical strategies on how to start to change this kind of mentality, this sort of restrictive mentality around food. Again, remember, it's not just the restriction behaviorally of food itself. It's how you are thinking about food. If you have restriction thoughts, this same pattern, the same self-sabotage will keep coming up. Um, there are many other ways to work on this issue. And I have seen many different strategies work for different people to truly heal their relationship with food, to to get into that healthy body that they want to be living in and doing it, this is the most important part, (laughs) doing it in a way that becomes this easygoing, enjoyable lifestyle for them for life. Do not discount your ability to change your relationship with food and with yourself. There are ways to do it at any time in life, no matter your circumstance, your age, your gender, etc., All right, going to wrap it up there. Thanks for listening. And if you found anything useful, please pass it along to someone else who might benefit or post it on your social media. All those things help to keep me sending out a new episode every week. Again, you can head over to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. So heatherheinen.com. And, uh, There's lots of other things over there. You can sign up for my free monthly newsletter on all things um, well-being, 
you know, I include tips and tricks for optimal physical, mental, emotional health, things I'm kind of musing on, thinking about. There's recipes, um, discount codes with companies that I like or use, things like that. Thanks again, and we are going to talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.